Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, shelf addicts? Welcome back to the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Today on Book Chat, we are covering the February buddy read, The Last Invitation, written by Darby Kane. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, I'm your host Tamara and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, we feed your shelf addiction with fun book conversations, bookish topics, and more. It's like listening in on your favorite book club. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official or on the book club's app. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's show. You can always find me and Classy on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. And don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe before you leave. That will really help me out and I appreciate you for doing so. The uncut video version of this podcast is available now on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows, special episodes, and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. As always with Book Chats, we talk spoilers here, so you've been warned. Without further ado, let's begin. We've got a lot to cover today, so we are going to jump right to it. Joining me is the Buddy Read feature co-host, Classy, from the Bookish Virtual Assistant. Welcome back, Classy. Hi, Tamara. Hi, everybody. All right. So today we are going back to an author we've visited a few times. We've read her a couple times. So um, I think we'll have a fun conversation today. We're going to do the norm. I'm going to do the stats and then Classy's going to do the synopsis and we're going to jump right to it. So today we are talking about The Last Invitation written by Darby Kane. The audiobook is narrated by Lindsay Dorcas, Abby Creighton, and Alyssa Brenshaw. It's published December 6, 2022 by HarperCollins and Harper Audio. It comes in at 416 pages in paperback, and the unabridged audio version comes in at 9 hours and 44 minutes. Classy, would you kindly share the synopsis? Absolutely. They meet the second Tuesday of every month and vote, and then someone dies. Over the last few years, prominent people, a retired diplomat, beloved basketball coach, the CEO of an empire, have died in a series of fluke accidents and shocking suicides. There's no apparent connection, no signs of foul play. Behind it all is a powerful group of women, the Sophie Foundation, who meet every 
month over wine and cheese to review files of men who behave very, very badly and then meet out justice. Just Jessa Hall jumped at the mysterious exclusive invitation to this secret club. The invite comes when she's at her lowest, aching for a way to take back control. After years of fighting and scratching to get ahead, she's ready for a chance to make the bad guys lose. Jessa soon realizes, though, just how far she's willing to go and how dangerous this game has become. Once in the group, it's impossible to get out. She has nowhere to turn except former friend Gabby Fielding, who is investigating the mysterious death of her ex-husband. Aligned in their goal to take down the foundation, Gabby and Jessa need each other, but working together doesn't mean they trust each other or that either will survive to tell the truth. Okay. So, before we get into our first impressions, I want to just say that synopsis is not truthful. No. That's one of my notes as well. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ugh, the old bait switch. Yes, the bait and switch in a big way. I mean, a couple of blaring things that are inaccurate right off the top of my head. One is that Jessa was never actually in the society. She was only trying to get into it. She never was in it. So to say that is not true. To imply that Jessa and Becca were friends, also not true. Yeah, it, it right. And to say, right, I'm like, and if that's what you guys call friends, I would never, they would never be considered friends in my circle. No, no. I mean, Gabby. I said Becca. Gabby. <laughs> yeah, they're not friends. No. And you know, I'm a stickler for genres. So I feel like this kind of sat more in the like maybe legal drama what's the official sub genre for like legal mm. stories oh gosh come on like i guess i would just say a legal drama slash domestic suspense yeah i would agree yeah because it had a lot of law stuff and i recently found out that the author was a lawyer so and and you could tell that you yes. could tell i would also like to say the synopsis is wrong because they were not they meaning jessa and gabby were not working together to Mm-mm. take down the foundation no they were not working together they had no agreement to team up it's uh, what the last yeah it it was never you know here you get these two women women power you know because, I mean, for them to team up, you would think they were friends, even if they were enemies and at the end. But it just got to a point where it it felt like it was nowhere, no way out for each of them. Like, um, Jessa realized that she was going to be, she could possibly be the fall guy. Mm-hmm. And then when she realized that, she's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What have I got myself into? Yeah. And then Gabby needed her because she knew she was in this society. So it wasn't like they were teaming up together. No. Yeah. No. And at the last minute, Jessa decided she didn't want to be this god awful person anymore. Like, 
too late. It's kind of it was kind of like you flip the switch right at the end. All of a sudden, I don't want to be that person, so yeah. I'll help her find. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So after you finished the book, what were your first thoughts? Um, my first thoughts. I was really wanting or waiting on Darby Kane to redeem herself. <laughs> with this one after what we read last year but she fell short yeah um i felt like there were some breaks or some kind of gaps in the story that made the story the flow of the story felt disjointed Mm -hmm. um i also felt like this story has been told before this exclusive vigilante justice club Mm -hmm. story has been done several times and done way better mm-hmm. than, I agree. than this one. And I mean, we've I read a few and, and not to say it was like an exclusive club, but even if we want to say vigilante justice, you know, we had mm-hmm. razor blade tears. Mm-hmm. I was kind of going back. Um, Dear wife. Remember that one with Kimberly yes. Bell? Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just like, it, that's how I felt. I was like, Oh, it just felt so short. I was bored. Yes. Okay. I'm glad <laughs> you said that because I had a feeling we were on the same page when we were not really texting about this book. <laughs> right. I said, oh no, she probably thinks the same thing I do. Yeah. So when I finished the book, I said, well, it wasn't as bad as The Replacement Wife. Yeah. But it's not a redemption. No. <laughs> either. <laughs> So, so when I said that, 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 yeah. that, uh, first sentence, no wonder you laughed because you were like, nope, she didn't redeem herself. No, not so, at all. I um, was hoping. I actually found pretty much the first 40% of the book utterly dull. Yeah. And I actually had a hard time figuring out what the heck was going on at first because it was just seemed kind of scattered in the beginning. Yeah. And it took almost four, between 40 and 50 percent before the story kind of locked in. And that's way too long. Yeah, right. Because even with that epigraph where I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like most people want justice, but most people want revenge. And I was like, yes, revenge. And then, um, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a catchy line. And usually, like you said, in those first couple of hundred pages, at least from what I've kind of read from some authors you know they want to grab the reader within those first Mm -hmm. couple of hundred pages and for you to say 40 percent so the book was what 400 pages yeah so 40 percent yeah so that's close to you know she was almost half (laughs) and and right and I have to say this was a situation. Had we not been doing this for the podcast, I probably would have just put it down. I wouldn't have continued. Yeah, yeah I felt the same way. I, I would have uh, DNF'd it too. Because it was at the point where I was just like, I just got to finish it so I can at least talk to you about the book. <laughs> I want to get here. And I'm like, now what the heck is Tamara talking? Oh, I missed that part. I told you. I mean, <laughs> I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted it. I went in with a lot of positive vibes. You know what I'm saying? Because I was ready to be excited and happy about it. Right. Um, But I also thought that the book was too long. I feel like while there were gaps, there it still was too long in some ways. Like it could have been tightened up a lot. Yeah. 
it really could have. Um, I felt like she get, she did too much of the not enough uh, character development. It was more plot and day to day. They did you know this and they did that, and it was like I I just wanted more in depth. Like we didn't really know much about the Sophie uh, Foundation except for. It was named after Retta's friend, and they killed men who treated their wives poorly. And, you know, and it, it, there was no, like, rhyme or reason for why they were killed. Like, was it because they were shafting the wives for the divorce, or were they abusive? You know, it was just, like, I just felt like, I felt like as a reader, she left me out of some things and as a reader we see something we won't see everything because you know there's going to be those little moments and those twists and those teasers that she that that the uh, author wants us to to be surprised with but you know some of those backgrounds things I feel as a reader I need to know to be invested in this story and I felt like she left us out um, of some key points with the plot. Yeah, I think had, like, I know they also went after pe- child molesters and things like that as well. Okay. They mentioned some teacher or something that was doing something at some school, sleeping with students. Mm. Um, so, But they did have, they did not have hard and fast rules. They kind of had loose rules that Rada and you know what's her face uh faith. what's the friend's name faith faith went willy-nilly and they started doing what they wanted to do yep they went rogue. so they went rogue and it almost got them caught mm-hmm. <laughs> right yeah and it was it was just like you said it was all willy-nilly there was you know they had to vote and it had to be unanimous it was seven of them but we we didn't really know about this foundation except for it was women you know um and it was um what a a foundation or a club hidden behind a nonprofit. yeah so it's a nonprofit foundation to like support women and uh people women who need help you know that don't have access to money and privilege and things like that but behind it there were these women that were also in the foundation that decided to do a little side project. Right. <laughs> They're all very well off women. They have, they work with people who are in places to do things like the police detectives, judges, prosecutors, you know, they probably even have a, um, a person in their pocket at the um, medical examiner's office. Right. You know, they're making things appear and disappear when it comes to like evidence. <laughs> yeah. They were strategic with that. I would say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, um, and there was another part in there that, that kind of threw me and maybe it'll come back to me, but yeah, it was, they, they did have some key people in society. Doctor, like you said, the doctors, lawyers, Retta was a judge or a former mm-hmm. judge or she was, no, she was a, yeah, she was a judge, right? Yeah, she, but she was, was a, a lawyer at Jessa's old firm. Well, Jessa's current firm. So right, she was a lawyer there, and you know, most judges, you know, they're all lawyers first. So, yes, um, and you know, yeah. now that I talk about this, that may be another issue too. All these different stories, like there was a lot of 
um, moving pieces and they weren't cohesive. You know, we had, yeah, there was a lot of different, you had the, the Darren guy who came up again later down the story. And I was like, who the hell is he again? (laughs) What the hell? You know, yeah, yeah. Him, he came back like at the end of the story. He was at the beginning of the story, and yeah, Liam and his jail who tried to kill his wife and kid. That guy who was also in a car accident and tried to blame his wife for running away or some shit. See, that's another guy. Oh God! See, look, is that the same guy, Darren Beckenham or Beckin? Who was the guy who tried to? Both of them were well off then because they had resources. Because they talked about how their families were, you know, trying to explain what happened. You know, right? No, Darren is the guy who tried to attack Jessa. The other guy attacked Faith. That was like somebody young. His last name was Young. And remember, Faith. Oh, okay. Had, okay. See what I mean? All those little pieces. And and granted, I think if she would have stuck to maybe one or two. I mean, granted, if you wanted to say this, these happened like so and so died, or we got rid of him. Fine, but for you to put these people in front of us and only give us little bits and pieces without like a full explanation it threw me off because it's Mm -hmm. like so you just go back and you pick somebody that you mentioned at the beginning of the story and and then add them at the end Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to remember I know I did wonder I was like who is that a guy I did do that but I just assumed I think in my brain I just said oh that must be the guy I think that because Remember, okay, so originally, Jessa was working on a case where that whole accident was murky to me, and I didn't feel like going back to try figuring out what happened. So the husband, like, backed into the wife or crashed the wife's car, trying to keep her from running away. Right. Then the wife turned around and said, well... Really, Uh Jessa was trying to, you you know, she flipped on her and said, oh, she was helping me escape. She turned on her because of the foundation. Right. And then they put him in jail. Okay. So after the foundation helped her out, everyone, she, the woman took her stuff back. We're good. Then the guy was put in jail, but because <laughs> Retta and all of them were pissy at, um, Jessa for, you know, not doing what she's supposed to do. They got him out of jail on a technicality. Right. And then he came for her. He came. And, like, tried to confront. He did punch her in the face and kick her. Yeah. And see, that's a totally different guy than the guy then, Faith killed. See? Yes. Because Faith... See, okay. Because Darren wind up being the fall guy <laughs> for Bane's death. Okay. Remember? Okay. Yes. Because that was an exchange for... See, guys, it's very convoluted. And like you said, she went... This is how far she went to... Yeah. So those were two different men. Yeah. So Darren took the fall for the death of, for killing um, Baines. And then this young guy, um, he was killed by Faith. And I can't remember why. 
I don't know. Well, he said the the story was, you know, she tried to get his wife and child away or something, and it was revenge for that. Yeah. That's the story to the public, right? Right. Yeah, Penelope, um, like, hmm. right, because he hadn't been seen in, like, so many years or something. So, yeah, that was yeah. the end. That was the end story. Which the made me think news. four years had passed because they said that they hadn't been seen for four years. Yeah. So I'm like, is this like a little time jump at the end? Like an epilogue without an epilogue? I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. Because it's like, why four years? I don't know. I would have rather y'all know. just got rid. I thought Faith was going to be killed. That's what I thought. Because she, because yeah. her and Retta was. But anyway, we're jumping. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping. Like. She, I thought Ryder would get rid of Faith, but she didn't. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be like maybe a gun battle at the end. She shot the young guy. Especially young. after what happened with Jessa, because Ryder was like, how dare you? Who said you could do that? Because obviously, even though Retta did not appreciate some of the stuff Jessa was doing and her, her being questioned by her, she still didn't want her dead. I mean, she seemed to act like she actually cared about the girl a little bit. So she was very put out by that. I was really surprised. She just didn't have her little um, protection guy just go and take care of her. Yeah, I did too. And I also thought it was a power trip because the foundation was created by Retta. But Faith kind of all of a sudden threw in her, you know, she was trying to throw her weight around because... um what did she do? She did something that made her a co-founder. Like she, she gave Retta some kind of case. Yeah. So she was a co-founder. For some reason, they started working together, and then they both founded that. Although, okay, so let me just say something real quick about Faith. When it was revealed at the end that Faith was in, you know, the foundation after gabby approached her at jessa's funeral i knew the whole time that faith was in that because i'm like that scene where jessa was trying to get out of the apartment and hurry and go and she's trying to talk her into staying talk her into like let's cuddle let's do this let's have a little girls night let's watch some tea you know i'm like what is this garbage i said clearly she's in on it yeah yeah. It was very clear to me. It was not a surprise at all. No, I knew, or I had an inkling. I won't say I knew when the boyfriend, there was a lot of things that people knew ahead of time about Jessa. Because Jessa was like, oh, so you know more things about me than I, you know, than you know more, you know, ahead of time what's going on with my life. And, you know, like he kicked her out and said, go stay with Faith and blah, blah, blah. So I felt like, you know, your friend is maybe not your friend. Yeah, she's not. And yeah, that was wild. So the the boyfriend situation was awful, too. So, okay, let me just say I got problems (laughs) with both Gabby and Jessica. Justice characters in general. Both these women were trash. They're trash people. And to be honest, I felt like I know we were supposed to feel like these conversations back and forth between them was supposed to be witty. 
But I felt like they were a bunch of teenagers it was very arguing and bickering. It was sophomoric. Very sophomoric. And these girls yeah. knew each other from college, not high school. College. college. No, to law or, school. Law school. Law school. Excuse me. Which is yeah. not even college. That's after college. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. You know, they use the word friend loosely. They're not I friends. I even think they even called themselves friends. And I'm like, how? Well, you study. Gabby called Jessa a friend, but Jessa never called Gabby a friend. And that was part of the point of contention that Faye was saying. Well, when you're think when someone else thinks you're friends and you're not friends, it's your responsibility to not let them feel like trash, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think Jessa felt like once Gab- Gabby got married, she basically dumbed herself down. She She let her big brain go to to marry a man i think i think that was mentioned in the book so yeah but yeah they they were it was that banter was not cute it was sophomoric it was you know grow up come on ladies and they like oh i'm telling your secret i got a secret on you i'm telling i'm telling i'll tell all your stuff i'm like oh my god yes that's those (laughs) one things where you think like when you become adults that kind of stuff goes away but there's mean adults there's mean mean girls as you know mean women and but (laughs) that is why i think gabby was so stupid and naive i'm like just because you hang out with someone at school. You might have some classes together. Y'all might study together. Don't mean you can get drunk and start telling your business because she went and told on you. Yeah, she did. And I think and she wrecked even, your life by telling that. Yeah. And I think she even mentioned that, you know, I knew she had a rough life and I just, mm, okay. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stick to one drink, ma'am. I know. You can't hold your liquor. Right. You don't need to have more than one if no, you can't hold your liquor, lady. Keep your right. mouth shut. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you don't know anybody that well, mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Look, I better be friends with you for many years. Before I'm starting Because <laughs> that's a big <laughs> secret. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like, no, mm-mm. That was a big secret. Matter of fact, we need to tell the audience what the secret was. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is the kind of secret that if it were real, I feel like that's something you should take to your grave. You shouldn't tell anybody. Period. You, yourself, and that is it. Because as they say, I'm a pretty little liar. It's the only secret you can keep if one person is dead, right? You cannot keep a secret if you tell one person. It's yeah. over. Yeah. And that's what happens. So the secret is... Oh my God, dumbass Gabby. <laughs> she okay, so she she had feelings for her husband and her husband's brother, and she slept with them both. And while she was married, she went off and had a little affair with her brother-in-law. So she kept it in family. <laughs> and yeah. she got pregnant. The biggest secret is she got pregnant by the brother-in-law, but she lied and told her husband it was his baby. Yeah. Until just a big mouth opened and said something to her attorney, you know, her uh, managing attorney, because they were working on this guy's case. They were his divorce attorney. Right. She mentions it, and then he goes and gets a paternity test, and then he finds out... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then and then Jessa, who shouldn't have been working on the case anyway, because she knew Gabby. 
Gabby, but she lied. You know, mm-hmm. Gab, uh, Jessa was, granted, I didn't like either one of them, but that damn Jessa was underhanded. She was, like, that was, I would have took my chances on whooping her ass. Me too. I've that's been like, one of them, you know, like, fight. yeah, that's one of them, like, you know, I don't, I don't usually do this, mm-hmm. but for you. I'll, I'll I'll do fight. it this this one time. You just need you just need one good mouth shot because you don't think your your shit stink. So look, these women supposedly like forty years old. This would be a bunch of forty year olds fighting in the street. <laughs> like, Their hair pulling earrings <laughs> out. I would have fought. I would have fought her. And honestly, I think Gabby had a, a window of opportunity because Jessa thought her butt was weak and wouldn't do shit. So she could have caught her off guard and knocked her head off mm-hmm. if she wanted to. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> you know, at, at one point she got real, you know, a little highfalutin because yeah. she kind of felt like Jessa was, uh, was is it Jessa? No, Jessa felt like Gabby was just a housewife. You know, just mm-hmm. a meager housewife. And here I'm a lawyer. and She had to, you know, let her know as the, in the words of the guy from uh, what is it TMZ? I'm a lawyer, bitch. <laughs> you know, she's like I'm a lawyer. Too. <laughs> and that's what, like you know, get um, Gabby had to, to like remind her, people like um, I went to law school. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like you know the police, uh, the police person, uh, detective was trying her several times. You know, trying to get her to admit the stuff and get her to allow stuff. She like no. Yeah, I know what the law is. Thank you very much. Yeah, and and like that detective, she was every fucking where. I'm like, so dude, yeah. I, that's how I knew she was, you know, in the society. I'm like, there's only one detective. What little town is this again? Right, like where? Like yeah. we know this is like what in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area somewhere. <laughs> it's like, and I kind of at first, I kind of got a little bit of scandal vibes. Like the foundation were like fixers <laughs> mm. doing stuff against the you know under the radar having connections yes. like i kind of got a little bit of that but it was not as sophisticated you no, know what i mean it was not but you know what yeah. i will say darby kane is consistent on her triangular family drama of husband brother wife stories um, you know, like each story that she's written so far has had husband, wife, and brother involved. Pretty little yeah. wife, you know, you had the yeah. Yeah. It's something with yeah. those stories, that's what she it's something about that. Hmm. I wonder. Hmm. Because in the replacement wife, we were talking about the weird relationship that the wife and the brother-in-law had. Like, why is she doing that? Why is she concerned like that? Hmm. Her husband might oh. want a chick. No, I better stop. Uh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, We're kidding. Darby. We're kidding. We're kidding. We're, playing. we're, we're playing. playing. But yeah, that's, you know, like she sticks to that kind of, and I don't want to call it a trope. And maybe her trope, kind of is a trope you know, yeah. like her trope of, you know, the husband, wife, brother type of thing. So um, when I. When what was the it, husband's brother's name again? Liam. Do you remember it? Liam. It was Liam and Baines. Yeah. Liam is an idiot. Yeah. Can I just say how dumb. And... 
Okay, so look, you guys, we're at half hour. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, I will tell you why I think Liam is so dumb and we will continue the conversation. In the meantime, check out these commercials by listening to those you are supporting the podcast. And if you don't want commercials at all, come on over to Patreon where there are none. In the meantime, we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by the Shelf Addiction Merch Store. Check out all the bookish t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and more. Don't miss out on these original designs, perfect for any book nerd. Support the podcast and visit shelfaddiction.com forward slash merch and pick up your next favorite bookish item. All right, welcome back. So let's continue with Liam. I I thought at first, okay, he's not a complete idiot because when he found out that Gabby's daughter was his, he was very angry, right? Which is the correct response. But I soon quickly saw, very quickly, that he would let Gabby do and say anything because he loves her. <laughs> <laughs> right. He tried to put on a strong face. He did. But man. He failed. His polar heart. Look, even the daughter, the the daughter was so angry. And she came in when he was trying to like comfort her after like she had saw that um reporter die. Right. <laughs> and the daughter was like, Y'all think I'm stupid? I don't see what's happening. <laughs> she went off and she's like I am not an idiot I, I see what's going on here right you guys are still doing it oh. yeah. and he's like well you she thought they were kissing he's like no we weren't we you know we're not doing that but she's like it don't even matter because I see it yeah you may not be kissing but there is you some will kind be of affection. yeah there's some yes. kind of affection here that's so. inappropriate mm-hmm. even though you know, your daddy did, but anywho. Girl, but how do you go from, hey, Uncle Liam, fun uncle, to that's my daddy now? And the girl's in high school. She's not like five or six or ten. No. That's a big transition. You don't come back from that. <laughs> that's a big transition. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't know if I want to be at your house after, because, you know, like, when it, <laughs> when, um, after the girl found out, she wind up staying with Uncle Daddy, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have stayed at his. <laughs> you might have stayed at his house that night, or you know, for the week. And I'm like, mm, I might have took my chances, old mama. Uh, no, I don't know if I would. 
<laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, I think that's fucking hilarious. And I love that you called him Uncle Daddy because that is his name. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's what he is. Oh, and now they're just a happy little family. I guess. I, mm, I just feel like that. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you think that the author wanted us to be happy that they ended up together? Were we supposed to be rooting for them? Did you get the vibe we were supposed to be happy for them that they were together? Yeah, I really did. You know, that little scene where he didn't pack her suitcase, but here's your suitcase. And? Mm-hmm. Mm. We're going to pick up our daughter. <laughs> so she can tell us how much she hates us. I know. That's like, weird. get out of here. You're all weird. <laughs> You're weird and you nasty. Yes. Yes. I'm like, put the girl in therapy, y'all. Somebody, <laughs> you know, come on now. Let's come down. I know. Let's come down. Nice. Yeah. No, I was not rooting for them. I knew it was going to yeah. happen, but I wasn't team none of y'all. I wasn't. I wasn't either. I was like, yeah. mm. I'm like, I feel like. She should be alone, and he should go find someone else. Right, like wife number three, and it's not her. Not soon, yeah. anyway. And I, I get that, you know, she, I understood, like this, I will say, I understood that you picked the wrong brother. Mm-hmm. You were young, and you were dumb. But now that you, uh, a full-fledged adult, and you had a, you know, and pregnant, like, mm-hmm. honey child. So I guess she right. thought, like, DNA does not exist. Um, like, you can't do, you know, I guess, granted, the brother, you're sleeping with the brother, your child could look like, you know, your uncle, mm-hmm. you know, but come on. Yeah. And, you know, and it, I don't know. I, I'm not, I've never been in that situation. It's a tough one. But yeah, I was not rooting for their relationship. Um, no, I almost wish he would have killed Bane. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, we find out the secret that she oh, was that, holding. Damn it, that too. God, see, so, too much. Yeah, it's like much. why would Liam want you? So you lied about your daughter, and then you kept a secret that Bane's killed their sister. Okay, see, this for is money. just like... For money. For money. Yeah. So you can't so, trust her. No, he can't trust her as far as he can throw her. But no. yet he wants to be with her. And he's like, oh, I got Bane's house, but I'll give it to you. She don't want it. Oh, I'm going to put money in the trust for our daughter, which is right. But yeah. I'm also going to give some to you, which is wrong. I don't feel like she need any of that money. She kept two huge secrets from you. Yeah. Take care of the kid, but you, girl, you go back to work. Back to work, you go. Just like you were looking for jobs, keep on doing mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Keep on doing it. But Kennedy, <laughs> she gonna be straight. Yes. But you, yeah, those are two major secrets. Major. And for him to confront her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but, I mean, when you're covering your ass, you're covering your ass. So, but yeah, I forgot about that that secret and i'm just like really why darby what was the Mm -hmm. reason for the killing of the the sister because it really didn't play it didn't matter no that storyline wouldn't have made a difference in the Mm -mm. ending 
of nothing of, of this no. story except for Gabby had two secrets. We yeah. would have been fine with just the one secret. Yeah. We didn't need anything else. that didn't really else. change anything. No. no. It just yeah. kind of got even more almost soap opery for the sake of being messy. You oh, know what I mean? It was like yes. it just added more and more for the sake of being messy. So it's like maybe the author wanted to make Gabby just as bad as Jessa, like, but for a different reason, right? Mm. So what can, what else can we pile on to make Gabby even more awful? Yeah, right. So they could be on, like, a level playing field? Maybe. Okay, I guess. Because no one in this book was, quote, unquote, good, right? Nobody. No one was good. Nope. Everyone was bad. Nope, not, Everyone not was a one. working on their own agenda. Not a one. Mm-hmm. Liam, maybe, but the women, no, 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 not the women at all. Nope, nope. Um, but if I had to say one thing, I did like, I did like that. Rada and her husband were black. Yes, I had that. She does do that in her stories. Mm-hmm. She does make sure she has at least one black person in her books. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Yes, and I love that they were successful and established people although they also were not good people neither one of them still yeah yeah <laughs> just as dirty as everybody else <laughs> right <laughs> you know darby did have in her first book the detective was black and she was a good mm-hmm. one and the yeah. second one the girl they thought she was bad but she wasn't oh was she I don't know. She I was know. mixed, wasn't she, or something? Yeah, she it was, was something biracial. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm okay with that, you know, because every that's the tone of this book. Everyone is trash, <laughs> you know, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to know. So, okay, let me ask you: If you were in um, Gabby's situation, you found your ex husband dead. An ex-husband that tried to drag you through the mud and leave you with nothing and make your life miserable. Because remember at the beginning of this book, she was talking big trash about that man, how much she hated him when she was walking through his house. Yeah. And then you find out, oh, by me pressing this situation, saying that he was murdered, it's causing me harm. Would you continue? Hell no. I wouldn't either. Like, I can't crap about that guy. He a murderer. Why would I care? What the fuck happened to him? I just know he's not. Good riddance. That's why I'm like, you're confused, Payback. girl. No, my thing you're... is karma's a bitch. Yeah. I'm like, karma's you're confused, Gabby. Why are you pushing this so hard? And then we find out he was a murderer. He murdered someone totally innocent. And she knew this. Yes. Yeah. Why are you trying... I don't understand the motive for why she was pushing so hard for this. It would have made sense to me if it was a money motivator because other people kept saying, well, if he wasn't, if it wasn't suicide, you get paid. Right. Right. But for her, it wasn't about the money, which made it even more confusing. If it was about the money, maybe I could understand it more. Yeah. And I think she mentioned and I can't remember if it was because of for her daughter's sake that she didn't want her daughter to feel like her dad committed suicide. I'm not sure, but who cares? That ain't her daddy. She gonna find out. <laughs> Forget about that too. All these things Gabby knew. 
Mm-hmm. Gabby knew all this shit. Yes. She knew that wasn't her baby daddy and he was a murderer. That, yes. Yeah. So you knew he was a low down, dirty dog. Yeah. I mean, she even tried to say she was afraid to leave at first. She had to do all this plotting and planning to leave him. So again, make it make sense to me. Yeah. Why is she why is she going so hard to figure out what happened to him? Why do you care? He was garbage. Yeah. Should have just let the society do what they <laughs> wanted to do. They knew he was trash. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. Yeah, make it make sense, like you said. Hmm. I know. Somebody didn't think this through when they uh, did the editing and the... Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, motivation is a big thing for me in these books, right? Like, if you're going to be doing all this crazy stuff, give me a good motive for doing it. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Right, trying to clear this man's name was a terrible person. Yeah. You know? Or you just got an out. I mean, granted, like you said, you might not get any money. Kennedy is probably not going to get whatever. Um, But he probably had her set up. And, like you said, she knew that wasn't her... her um, well, he knew. And he, he knew, knew, too. Right. He knew and she knew that he knew. Mm-hmm. But... She knew that Kennedy was going to be set. So, yeah. Yeah. No motive. No motive. (laughs) No motive. Now that you put that out there, too. Dang it. I I can go too many more stars down now. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. I I honestly, and you know, I know not all the things make sense in all the books, but my goodness. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. that's the most basic thing is the motive. Why are you doing it? And that was something I was going to ask you too. Like, has it just gotten this bad? Like when I'm reading some of these books, like the ones we've been reading lately, like, do I just want something so extravagant, something so out there that like when I'm reading these books, I'm just like, eh. or is it just some of these stories Cause I'm like, there's gotta be some other stories out here. Cause I feel like yeah. some of the things that we've read lately, it's like, eh, somebody did that already, but they did it better. Yeah. Or and I'm like, is my mind just. <laughs> no, see, I think what it is is sometimes it seems like these stories want to be so serious. So when the stories are serious, I'm looking for a different kind of content, right? I want to know the who, why, when, where I want to know all the things <laughs> And I feel like she was trying to set this up like a thriller and mystery, but it didn't, it did not hit any of those notes. Yeah. But then when I think about a lighter hearted story, like the Kirsten Moglin books we read last year. Yeah. Those were so ridiculous, but it was hilarious. It It was was great because it was ridiculous. It was like knowing not to take itself seriously, right? Right. It wasn't going to make us try to believe that this couple, <laughs> yes, you know, all the things. But like when these books are like supposed to be so, I don't know, groundbreaking and all this other, you know, all these other big words thrown out there. And it's like, but we don't even know the why of it. <laughs> Some of it just wasn't believable. I mean, yeah. seven prestigious white rich men are killed and nobody is looking 
Nobody. Except for a, a one disgraced, you know, writer. Yeah. <sighs> Rich white men are dying suspiciously. And nobody is looking into this. Nobody. And at the end, Reddit goes, oh, we need to create some firm rules. We need to not be rogue anymore. <laughs> we need to stay on task and not kill anybody unless they really, really deserve it. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, that should have been set in stone before the foundation, yeah. before you even started picking members. Ma'am, yeah. that should have been something you and Faith figured out a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking, too. Like, okay, so, you know, like, I would have believed this more if it was black men. And I know this is Darby. And, and you know, and I know she's probably not going to write this that kind of story. But white men who are killed, rich white men who are basically either divorced or, or going through a divorce or, you know, had, you know, un, un, unseemly past are dying of suicide yeah. and other, you know, ways that just aren't um, natural, I guess I won't, I won't say, I mean, I won't say they died of natural causes, but, you, you know, just questionable. That's yeah. questionable mm -hmm. means. I just don't see it. Like, those kind of things are looked into. And like you said, only one little reporter is, is out there figuring this out. So it was, it was, it was kind of hard to, to take in. And maybe that's, mm -hmm. I'm a little biased because I just know our stories um, were often overlooked. So, you know, yeah, there's so many stories out there when, when one of your, when, a white man or a white woman is killed. The press is out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. They want to know what happened. What a tragedy. What happened? Tell us, let's figure it out. Yeah. I was just, um, on... <clears throat> especially with seven of them in like close proximity to each other. And... In the same city. Yeah. Or real close proximity. If detective shown is the only one on the I scene. I mean, technically <laughs> we could have called, them serial killers. Ooh. Yeah. Was it after three? They're mm -hmm. considered serial killers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are right. Although I do wonder, like, I feel like the idea was interesting because I kind of like the idea of, like, another party taking... Because you, we all know our justice system is trash. Mm -hmm. It's trash. I would I so I like the idea of some like women stepping up and trying to clean up the mess. Yeah. Right? But I just feel like it wasn't executed quite right. It almost could have been more interesting if Jessa was faith or um there was no faith and Jessa was faith. Like Jessa was in the society. Maybe we got to see things from her point of view from inside of the foundation. Yes. Right, instead of her trying to make her way into it. And yeah. I think that is that missing piece. Like, we didn't really know what was going on in the society. Mm -hmm. We didn't know, like, you know, like, I would have loved for y'all to bring out the dang application or his folder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this mofo. Uh, he yeah. Oh, he's a woman beater. 
oh, he doesn't want to pay child support. Yes. He's going to try and do everything he can not to pay for his children. Mm-hmm. Call up Trent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do the let's go through the whole motions. Like we did get one or two scenes where they were very surfacey though. Yeah, they were when it was like talking about um Jessa, you know, what's the problem now? And of course the, the therapists want to speak up and be like, you know, she always has something to say. But you know, they're just coming together to make a decision that we didn't even get like in that moment. It would cut away and then we would find out what the decision was, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was too surfacey. It would have been that would have made a much better story. Um, maybe she should write a companion piece where some no. <laughs> you like oh, cut. You you're not done. seeing video. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> you're so. like cut. Mm. We're done. Cut it out. No, we're yeah. Done. But yeah, that would have been I think that would have been a much better story if we would have found, you know, like your reasoning for it. I mean, granted, we basically kind of know, but for, you know, just to see that process and to just to see these women it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How they um, held justice or their their forms of justice and how they made these decisions Mm -hmm. um i think that was a part that i was missing too like how did y'all why did y'all make these decisions besides them just being jackasses yeah no like and who says and you know even jessa did kind of say this like like how do you what if you make a mistake what happens they're like oh well collateral damage right so we move on Right, because somebody was collateral damage. I can't remember who, but somebody was collateral damage. And, you know, it was like, ooh, take one for the team. Next caller. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's like, what? Like, come on. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, y'all are heartless. You don't care at all. Yeah, because that's what she's like. You know that happens. It happens. And, and it does. It even happens in our system. But you mm-hmm. guys are supposed to be better than the system. You should be digging a lot deeper into yeah. um, how you're deciding on these things. So Mm-mm, they just having thugs go around, shoot people <laughs> up, and make it make it look like they kill themselves or or accidents. Yeah, and like we never really yeah. knew who who was the thug besides Trent. I'm like, they just had different Trent? people. Was Trent they hired people? different people. Okay. They contractors. Contractors. Okay. Fixers. Yes. That's why I think they just had a, con- a network of people they dealt with. For example, when the reporter was run down in the middle of the street, and of course, no camera just happened to be working, you know, that was, hey, take care of this. And that was a professional. Let me go. Right. You know, maybe a professional with a team. Somebody help me take these cameras out. I'll go run somebody down and run off. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it was very, whatever happened to that person? You know, they were like, what about the car? You know, oh, it's gone. Yeah. Like, did y'all have some tech people who 
mess with the cameras at the right time when the light turned green. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just being too too dramatic. I'm being too <laughs> extra. But yeah, like it's yeah, like I said earlier, I just felt like some of the, there were some gaps. There was some kind of something in the story that wasn't cohesive to me, where I felt like I really knew about these people. Yeah. Okay, so I would like to talk about the narrators a little bit. Okay. So I understand there were three narrators, but I did not know that until I finished reading the book because I did not look ahead of time to see how many narrators there were. Yeah. And to was me, there a male narrator or was there? No, they're all women Lindsay, Dorcas, Abby, Graydon, and Alyssa Brenshaw. Brenishan? Brenishan? Oh, Lord. Brenna Hahn, goodness gracious, y'all know I'm bad with names. But anyway. But there was only two points of view. Right, right, right. Okay, so I'm like, well, was the uh, foundation? They had a couple of chapters. But when I was listening, I could not tell a third voice. I was really trying to remember if I could hear three voices. I heard two. I only heard two. Yeah, I only heard two. And I know, like, whenever Retta would talk, it was whoever that character, like, it, if Gabby was talking to Retta, you know, that char- that narrator used their Retta voice, and Jessa's narrator used her Retta voice. But I don't know where this third... Was the third person the one when the foundation did their vote maybe because when when the foundation we were on the foundation's pages like narr- uh Rada was narrating really because she was the one running the meetings right it didn't sound any different to me i could yeah. not tell the difference it didn't sound different to me either. Three, when you mentioned that i was like yeah but then when as you were talking i'm like but there's only two points of view and i only remember wow yeah, not unless those two narrators sound very similar. They had to have. Hmm. But I did I not, yeah. Because no gosh, don't start. <laughs> Do I'm not say it. I'm yeah. like, I don't I don't uh. Yeah, that was Cuz now you're going to have me like go and listen to the last the epilogue or the the last couple last 10 minutes or so had a couple different yeah when they talked about um faith killing mr young mm-hmm. wow mm. okay yeah, no, I'm not so that I, I don't even care nah, yeah, and they it. were and i guess for the sake of just listening they were fine i think i listened on 1.5 the whole time yeah i tried listening at 1.8 but it wasn't I couldn't do it. It was something about the voices or the flow that I couldn't do it at 1.8. So I went back to 1.5. Um, I did like Gabby's narrator more than I liked Jessa's, but they were okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was something a little raspier about her voice. Maybe she tried, I don't know. Her voice sounded more mature, not as mm-hmm. nasally, mm-hmm. you know, Someone on Goodreads said that her voice sounded old. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, 
you would hope that you wouldn't sound that old if you're in your early 40s. I mean. Yeah. I mean, she just sounded mature, you know, or, you know, maybe she smoked. Mature, but so stupid. She's stupid. Like, honestly, that was one of my biggest issues with Jessa. To be so sneaky and underhanded, you sure slow as hell. You slow. Like, when she was dealing with Retta, she was like, she had a hard time trying to figure out what the hell Retta wanted from her. Yeah. How to answer the questions. What kind of things. I'm like, you are a dumb one. For someone who be ratting people out left and right and taking shortcuts, you don't see someone that's like you in front of you? (laughs) Sure didn't. Well, and, and the thing was, is she had got voted out twice. Like... Why do y'all want her? Retta, why do you want her in the foundation? Yeah. You guys have voted. You tried to bring her in a couple times. And people said no until you persuaded them. So what's your relationship to her? Why do you feel so much kin toward her? Motive. Yeah. Like you were saying, what's so why? freaking important about this woman? Because mm-hmm. even when she was killed, she was hurt to the core that this mm-hmm. woman was killed. Which surprises me because Reddit even talked trash to her. She even said to her, like, you know, yeah, you and ba- um, Gabby are different people. She pretty much said Gabby was a better student than you. She sure did. You're, yep. <laughs> but I mean, she was like, no, because at one point that when she was crying and she said, why did you do that? I thought Jessa had wind up stabbing Trent. And I was oh, like, yeah. you know, because it was like all of a sudden, at one point I was like, who is Trent? Is Trent her son? Did her son, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was sure because she was, because mm-hmm. Retta was just so devastated by this killing or this stabbing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because we, because I'm like, at that point, we knew Jessa wasn't following the rules. She right. wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. So I thought, okay, you guys put a hit out for her. So it, yeah. you know, I wasn't shocked that she was being followed and possibly had a hit out on her. So I was confused at one point. Like, she wasn't following Where's this emotion coming from? Yeah, like, what? Yeah. But that was something else, mm-hmm. too, that I, I struggled with because... Even though you guys were a society that were getting rid of men or the the scum of the earth men, you 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 both observed and followed Jessa and Gabby, and their lives were basically altered and affected by the foundation's observation of them. Like so, so. You know, like, so here, you guys are supposed to be doing men, but you're up there following and making, I'm sorry, and making uh, Gabby's life miserable, and then Jess's life miserable. But your whole goal is supposed to be the men. Yeah, I think that, you know, part of the thing was that Gabby had, you know, when Jessa had slipped Gabby the little um, chip, you know, the SD card or whatever, she saw on there that she has stuff on all the people, all the people she worked with, like in the foundation. Yeah. So I think that they were, and, and the foundation actually said this, like, what can we do to test her? So I think on purpose, they were making Jessica, Jessa's life miserable as a test to see how she would 
work under the stress. Okay. (laughs) Also to get position her in a place where she would want help because the judge kept saying, are you going to ask for help or what? (laughs) You know? Yeah. So I think that was their way, like hazing. Like we, you gotta get hazed before you get in here. True. I think they probably did that to everyone, and they had backup in case anyone stepped out of line. They can throw you under the bus. Yeah, and and they made that perfectly clear to Jessa, and she mm-hmm. was like, "Oh shit!" But you know, all she saw was uh, notoriety. You know, she became a partner. Her life, you know, at one point she thought her life was in the gutter, and she had you talking about the bounce back. Oh, I know. Woo! She went from like the uh, public enemy number one to oh she's so fabulous. Yes. She helps everybody and she's a partner. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yes. It's like what? Like they have that everybody kind of power. Was, yeah, everybody <laughs> wishes they had that kind of life. I know. Can I get that kind of hookup? But I don't want what comes with that kind of hookup. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do for that kind of hookup? Yeah, because that was that was crazy. But if I had to give the author credit for one more thing, it would be that she actually killed a major character. One of the two narrators of this book died. So I think that was like cool that she did that and that they both didn't skip off. Yay, we we got the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can be friends. (laughs) Let's be friends because we worked together and got the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, yeah, I was like, oh, she gone. Mm-hmm, she killed her. But she did give her the, you know, she tapped that hand. Like She did. Yeah. Even though she could barely remember what she was do- doing because she was bleeding out so fast. Yeah. Ugh. She was trying to, that scene, that scene, I was like, wow, she's like describing her like fading in and out. She's describing her, oh, are my eyes open or closed? I'm like, I can't oh, remember shit. where I'm at. Who's she like? This woman is dying on the page. Mm-hmm. That probably that, was the best part. That was it. good. That was very, that was good. That part. Yeah, I will. You're right. That was. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We got to die from her point of view. We died with her. <laughs> Damn. Essentially. Yeah. That was the best part of the book, huh? It was. <laughs> A character's death was the best part, but because it was well done. It was well it done. It was well written. Mm-hmm. It really was. Yeah. Because, yeah, she yeah. basically blacked out and then came to. Yeah. Because she remembered mm. red suit color and. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Awful. Okay. Anything else before we read this title? No. I don't think no. I have anything else to... Let me look at my notes. No. Unbelievable. Wealthy men. I agree with the premise, too. I did like that. Nope. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. So let's rate this thing. Let's rate the last invitation. Classy, you go first. I gave it a two. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hmm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you did say mm-hmm. <sighs> well, you know, I was flip-flopping between it. I would have given it, if we did have, so I probably would have given it a 2.5 because it was a hair better than the replacement wife. Yeah. But... 
it's still not what I would say was good. And you know, on this podcast, three is like, it was good, right? And I can't say it was good. So that means since we don't do halves, it needs a two. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I don't have any more stars now to, to drop yeah. her down to. Yeah, no, I mean, it I was definitely but yeah, but it was a two. It was, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think that because Classy and I review these books so often, we may have a more critical eye. But if someone is a casual reader or doesn't read a whole lot of these type of books, maybe it, it might do better with them. Yeah, I say that's true. Yeah. Right, because... You're not sure. It's like when you read this, you're just like, ooh, this is so interesting. But like I think I mentioned before that this storyline has been done before and it's been done better. And, and not yeah. to say you can't do this kind of story, but if mm-hmm. you're going to do it, bring it. Bring if you it. know this story, this plot or this trope or whatever has been done before, you better bring it. And, bring something and- new to the table. Make it innovative. Yeah. Darker, scarier, something. Yeah. Even if you did it over the damn top, like we said with Kirsten Moglin, mm-hmm. bring it. It has to be something totally out there that somebody has never seen before. Or, you know, because I was, that's what I was waiting for at the end. Like when we got to the 70 or 80%, like Mark, like maybe she's going to just really, really bring it home. Me, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting and I'm like, no, she did not. Because she would have got a three if she would have if she would have turned it out, it would have been a three. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if the end was worth it, it would have been a three. three. But the end was flat. It was. It was so. so flat. Okay, so now the question of the hour, because we talked about this before. Uh oh. Will you read more Darby Kane? No, I'm done. You're done. You're tapping out. I'm tapping out. You know why? Because. <laughs> No, I'm done. We've read three. We've read three. We've read, and the first one was good. I did give my pretty little white five stars. I think that was our first, if not only, five star of that year. Yeah, we loved that book in 2020. Yeah, that was man. I'm telling you. And then replacement right wife last year got two stars, and the last invitation this year Got got two stars. But I am on the same page with you. I feel like if I were to read something else by her, it would be several years from now. It wouldn't if she turn if she publishes something in 2023, I'm not gonna read it. Mm-mm. No. And life is stranger than fiction, Miss Kane. You probably heard some stories that people wouldn't mm-hmm. believe that are true. We want those. Yes. Change the names. <laughs> Yes. And descriptions right. and go for it. Right. To protect the, the, uh, <laughs> the innocent that, or not so innocent. <laughs> yes. All that. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm watching this show called The si- Signs of a Psychopath. And you, you, you know, you listen to these stories and you're just like, who would? Oh, my God. I would never. These are true stories. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those kind of things, people are always like, no, that would never happen. Hmm. You got bet. Thank you. <laughs> Write those stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's an audience for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. I'd read it. Yeah. So, you know, we like it gritty. <laughs> I'm not afraid. <laughs> no. Not afraid at all. Bring it. Yes. Okay, so I think we're done today. What do you think, Classy? Yes, I am done. Sorry. Okay, it's been a fun conversation, if nothing else. <laughs> yes. Even out of our, our books that we don't love that much, we still have a fun time talking about it. So hopefully you all enjoyed our conversation as well. Feel free to hop on over to uh, the book clubs app and join us for book club. You can tell us your opinion on this book. And if you are not into book club, don't worry. We are going to be right here again next month in your inbox with another thriller slash mystery suspense. I don't know. Drama, some kind of drama. We'll be right. back here. <laughs> if the genre is right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So we'll be back here next month to talk some more about these awesome books. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening.